0: You're listening to the Market Expert Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 105.7. What is the bleak outlook for getting your property repaired post-freeze? Mike Goodman here. I, I'm sitting here talking to Mike, and he's saying, Daryl, can you hold on just a minute? Answering phone calls from other, other restoration companies who are saying, Hey, I just had to turn down 25 calls. Do you want any of these jobs? <laughs> I, I, you know, and this is my, this is my panic because people are going to be calling me asking who should I call, and I need to prepare them for well, call so and so, but wait in line. And what are they? What do they need to do? This is this is the gist of this discussion. While they are waiting for repairs to be made from freezing, from broken pipes, from whatever uh, water damage, what? Should they be doing to be as normal as possible and not have additional damage?
1: Well, what I would suggest, it, it, right? Like you, you hit the nail on the head, Daryl. We're we're stacked up, and other guys are as well, and and other contractors trying to give us jobs just to keep up. But what I would say is, if somebody can't get to you right away, to if you have a shot back, take take any standing water you can see and shot back it out. It, it takes time to do it with a shot back because uh, it it does it is labor intensive, but to, I guess first stop the water wherever it's coming from and then get rid of any standing water get some fans moving just try to help
0: get some of that dry as as you're waiting on your contractor to show up this is where you need to know if this hasn't affected you if you didn't have any frozen pipes what this take this as your message from God to find your water shutoff valve to your house before you have an emergency because I I really have uh, I, I have serious sympathy or empathy for people who are in the middle of a water leak and they don't know how to shut their water off because they just didn't think about where is that shut off?
1: It's funny you say that, Daryl, because I have a rental property and my, my tenant called me and they had no idea how to shut the water off in the house and had never thought about it. So luckily we were close and uh, we had to go shut it off for them. But older homes typically may not have a main shutoff valve in the house, but newer construction homes, uh, will always have a main manifold with a shutoff. So you don't have to go outside to the meter, but if you don't know where that is, it's real simple to, to pull that meter lid and you can see the little looks like a, uh, a little—I uh, don't know how, how you would say that—but it's like a little slot that you can turn with a key lock, but just clockwise. Yeah, turn it's, like it off. A re,
0: it's like a reverse slot. Yeah, there you go, inverted slot, inverted slot. And, and that's where a water key is important. If you don't have a water key, get a water key, put it in your garage, and have it. So, because here's what here's when it happens. It happens in the middle of a freeze. Well, what what is happening in the middle of the freeze? Well, you probably have ice, uh, layers of snow, and. I can find my water can easily when there's not a foot of snow on the ground. Finding that in the middle of of the winter or when when the water can is full of water. I mean, this is the problem. If you don't have those shutoffs, you need to think of what is this going to be like in an emergency. In an emergency, you just want to be able to get it shut off. So whether it's putting a little map Inside, uh, taking a picture of where it is with your phone, printing it off and putting it inside your, your closet somewhere so that you know what are, what are the relative measurements. Like it's, it's two feet next to this tree or uh, it's, if you're looking out the front door, it falls between my neighbor's uh, front door and their dining room window. Things like that can help you locate stuff in an emergency when you really need it. And the only reason I'm thinking about all of this stuff is it seems like I've had lots of those emergencies, and you just learn over time that you want to be prepared for them. Give me an idea of some of the stuff that you're finding people, Mike, learn through these process processes, and and you can pass on to somebody else. One thing, you know, I, I've
1: I think one simple thing that I've ran across lately is people really don't know what to do once they see the the seam of the sheetrock starting to come apart and, and bulging down, they, they kind of just let it sit there and panic. I, I would say this real simply. Take a trash can, anything watertight, a bucket, poke set a it hole. underneath there and poke a hole in it. Yeah, yeah,
0: Don't be afraid to poke a hole. Get that water out of there. Well, it's the, the more the water is pooling, your, your Your ceiling isn't made to be a swimming pool. It doesn't have a liner in it. It can't support the weight, and eventually it will cave in, is what you're saying.: Absolutely. So if you poke a hole and minimize the damage, you're, you're allowing a space for that to escape so that you're, so that you're not having more damage than what's necessary.: Absolutely. So what other ways can we manage manage damage? to reduce it until a a repair or restoration company can arrive.
1: Definitely. Like I said, you know, move air, uh, you know, get, get your, get, get air movement, get any standing water up, uh, absorb it with towels or paper towels or a shot back, just get it off. Anything you can see visibly, get it up and and it helps minimize that damage. But, um, you you know, most people, well, like you said, don't really understand that, that, the longer that water sits there it's it's creating a a real underlying damage so you want to get it up as quickly as possible
0: can you explain carpet browning why does carpet brown as it's drying
1: well uh, uh there's there's different manufacturers and different types of carpet and so uh that that i don't know the exact answer to that but i would venture to say that either the water had something in it or it has started to to get musty and moldy. One thing we don't do is we don't save pad. When, when carpet's been saturated, we pull carpet, we get rid of the pad. Sometimes the carpet's salvageable, dryable, and it can be relayed, but the pad always has a musty odor.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Good to know. So there, if you're in the middle of this and you're looking at like, what am I going to do temporarily? Just go ahead and pull your carpet back. Absolutely. So it can dry out, throw the pad away and, and you're saving the carpet. Cause really you, you could just say your carpet got a good washing. You can,
1: but there's so much debris in carpet, especially older carpet, that that may be why you see that browning as well. It's just It's all that dust and collection of debris over the years that your vacuum just misses. And we want to say we're clean, but... Trust me, folks, when you pull carpet up, you'll realize. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's why it's why I don't like carpet exactly. in my house. I've gotten rid of as much of it as possible. Oh, good stuff. All right, Mike Goodman, Goodman Construction. Uh, Mike, I think this is important. Normally, I don't turn these into a commercial, but I think people need to know how to get a hold of you. What's your number? 918-271-5555. And you say that with such eloquence. 918
1: 251 55, 55. Sorry to correct <laughs> you on air,
0: Daryl. No, I'm glad you've correct, corrected me. Uh, we don't need people calling the wrong number. That's going to make somebody upset. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with the XP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.